Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello and welcome to Conversations with the Voice of Reason. I'm your host, Benjamin Boyce, and today's conversants are Stephanie Davies Arai and Denise Kangyong, who were recorded in person at the Genspect Bigger Picture Conference that was held in the first weekend of November of the year 2023 in or outside the city of Denver. And that conference showcased, I don't know, 20 or 40 different speakers and two or 300 individuals coming together to discuss their problems with children being medicalized for the sake of a transgender identity. And Stephanie and Denise were the first or among the first two to speak out about this back in 2015. You can find Denise's work at fourthwavenow.com and Stephanie's work at transgendertrend.com. And those two websites should be treated as historical documents for this growing movement. Without further ado, here is Stephanie and Denise. How many years since you guys started your two projects? It was 2015. I found nothing. The reason I started the site was because there was nothing. I found one desperate parent on a, commenting on some blog. And then I found she Me? had written a post on her Communicating with Kids website. Mm-hmm. Right? And yeah. so I wrote that. I was just like, oh, my God, I found someone. And so it's funny because my communication with kids blog, like it was a weekly blog for parents. Yeah. They had a very small subscription. <laughs> when you, you know, I used to put these blogs on Mums Net. Yeah. Brit Mums and other parenting websites, but they didn't have a lot of traction. And this this mad woman from the USA <laughs> contacted me. It was like finding, it was just incredible. It was like out, being out at sea drowning or something. And, and, and they find this island with this same human being on it. And you interviewed me. I did. You interviewed me. For Fourth Wave Now. Uh, yeah, and so I appeared on your And then we, blog. maybe some people don't know this, but we had the idea of doing Transgender Trend together. Um, and we talked about it. Well, not, I'd already planned to do a website and set up something. Right, but remember but, we were going to have a Canadian leader? When we leader. got together, we, you put me to, onto that email list, you got a parents. Did I? Who'd, yeah. Okay, so there was a group ages. of parents from the US and Canada. I don't think there were any from the UK. But you got me onto the email group because they were parents who'd contacted Fourth Wave Now. Yeah. So we communicated, and that was my real, because um, I got a lot of response from that first blog post uh-huh. from parents, so I had some experience. But but really it was those parents that um, really made me understand 
the agony of parents. Right. Um, and so, so I was already uh, getting um, research together yes, to get yes. on and thinking already this is the only thing I wrote. I, read, I think I wrote three blogs altogether for communicating with kids on this subject and two were the, that were kind of about this subject. And it was the only thing I wanted to write about because nobody else was, was writing mm. So I was thinking of, of doing a website which would be a resource and be a repository of all the research that we had mm. for parents. About early onset, when we, that yeah. said hadn't even been named, but just uh, trans identity specifically mm. in girls and boys. Especially in this and rapid thing. Yes. And you said, well, let's do it together or we'll make it an international site. And so we started to... And we did a. I did a post on Fourth Wave Now announcing. Did you remember? <laughs> no, we announced it, did and we? we were going to get a Canadian leader. And I guess I don't want to talk about what happened with that. No, because there was a problem, and I don't I mean, really want to talk yeah, about that. Yeah. But we had this idea, which is kind of what. So Genspect is doing what we decided we couldn't do, but because we were we, right. We were right. Well, the whole deal was medicine is so different, law is so different. How in the hell? But, but not can we focus internationally on yeah. all this stuff? Right. But not that just was, not just that. The timing. We, the there's no way we could have done that in 2015. You think not? No, no, because there weren't the people. Um, in you know the, the professionals, the researchers, yeah. the clinicians, who were talking about it, and yeah. we would never have got a board, yeah, or just you or anything. All, at that point in time, you'd already seen the scope of a project like this. Which and could you just define this? We were this? Yeah, could, you, could, you, could you sum up like what the project would be like, like or the aim or the intention of what? You I think need? it's what Genspect is doing. Yeah, it's what Genspect has managed to pull off. Don't you think? Yeah, a global organization that would. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Genspect are casting themselves as the alternative to WPATH. We weren't thinking that. We weren't that. thinking, we weren't thinking just, just a global organisation. But what happened, and that's also where the name Transgender Trend came from, because the parents, we were talking about, and I was looking, and I had been looking at names, and I was thinking of, you know, things like, let kids be kids, and things like that. And, and of course, they were all taken. And then we, I put it to the parents in the, the email group, you know, what the name should be. And they said, well, when we search on Google, for information we put in the search term transgender trend to find alternative information so so we went with that so but so even though we decided not to form an organization together uh we've been in very close touch all these years yeah it, you know seeing you at for the first time you know so exciting <laughs> but then after about two minutes it was like yeah 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 right <laughs> We already know each other. Yeah. You know? So it's exciting, but a bit boring. <laughs> it's um, not boring. <laughs> it, it, it just feels like, you know, we, we've had so many FaceTimes over the years, and Denise has been such a support to me when when I've had shit. You know, you've been at the end of a phone for me. So, you know, times when... Um, do you remember the time when my mum had a stroke? Absolutely. And I was staying at my well, house. Well, I'm a speech pathologist. Going to the hospital every day. It was awful, awful It was time. awful. And was you awful. helped me there because you knew about people who had a stroke. Yeah, so you right. supported me not that's just right. in, in the work. We've been friends for all this time. Life events. It's a and funny time in history, you know, where with all the problems with the internet and non 
in-person communication, mm -hmm. it still facilitates, right? You're so familiar to me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're so familiar. You know, on, yeah, honestly, it is. Like, like it, we've been like, you know, yeah. we sort of... When we met, it was like we were just picking up after exactly. having it's not seen each other for a week. Yeah. You know, but great. <laughs> and we're going to have um, three days holiday together. Yeah, hiking. we're going to Boulder, hiking. we're going to hike, yeah. hang out. And let's, We've been planning that for let, years, too. Selma and Louise, and let, right? Really that was the thing. <laughs> So uh, back in 2015, 2016, when you, you, you had an intuition of what was needed, but you pared down to what, like a, a web portal for information or for resources? Well, we kind of went, we, was already doing I was doing now. Down. She did transit. We just went on our separate ways while still being very closely in touch. Mm. Doing, and so what were you guys providing that would then grow into the movement now? Like what were... What were the... So I, I think quite different things. Like you, mm. do, you were doing things that were very much about the US. I mean, not everything. You did stuff about mermaids. Mermaids, well. yeah. But you were finding stuff like Diane Erin Saft and yes. all the really um, dark side <laughs> What was going on in so you're, the So you were US. documenting, was it specifically youth gender medicine? Yeah, so mm -hmm. it started as, and I've said this to you before, there was nothing, 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 nothing. My first thing was there's got to be somebody out there who is also saying this doesn't make sense. So that was the initial thing, right? So if you build it, they will come. Other parents came. They're my best friends now <laughs> in real life. Um, but it pretty quickly morphed into an investigative outlet, really, because I started digging. It's just who I am. And as I started digging, I found all this stuff that, it, you know, they're yeah. sterilizing kids. You know, all this stuff is happening. You know, so it, it kind of turned into. And then, you know, the parent support angle kind of got that baton sort of got passed. Maybe not so much because you maintain that longer, I think, as more the parent support uh, thing it's not what, what well so i guess what i'm thinking is it wasn't that long after that progd kids formed yeah then there was that big yeah. online forum that was run by the guy gender critical dad um yes. remember that yeah. so a lot of people yeah. started to come and do that parent support mm. so i sort of felt like that was more taken care of i don't know about your side now I, I spent the first uh, at least a couple of years on the phone to Really, um, yeah, I, 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 a lot of my work was yeah. emailing and, and, and having calls with parents in those early years. And then in the UK, we got the groups Our Duty, which is nice spread, yep. and um, Bayswater Support, two really good parent groups right. in the UK, which has taken a lot off me yeah. because it's much better for them to be in a group with other parents. But, but the value... But me at that time was that, you know, here was somebody that understood and didn't think they were crazy or bigoted. Right. And, and that was you know, They were so much on their own. So that, but I, you know, transgender trend hit the ground running because yep. 2015 was the year of the um, Women in Equality Select Committee in, in the UK did their trans equality inquiry and the results of that were published. At the same time, the, the the um, Memorandum of Understanding on Conversion Therapy, which was the professional practice guide 
for therapists and counsellors, they were planning to add a gender identity to it. So that was start of 2016. And then 2017, it was the Equality and Human Rights Commission for publishing schools guidance supposedly so i got myself as a stakeholder in that so it's immediately the very political stuff very very plus the amount of, of stuff for kids on tv on bbc itv radio tv mm. it was just so much to analyze and and um comment on and lots of conferences going on mm-hmm. and i wrote the schools guidance because that's what all parents said. What we need is alternative schools guidance, and that was, became a priority to do that. So it was like it, it's like it started, and it was immediately full time. Yeah, just it was hasn't a, really, almost a one woman show. Mm, right it, a while ago, it there. hasn't really let up. Since. I don't know if people appreciate her enough. Honestly, <laughs> this woman is a force to be reckoned with. I mean, she affected government policy. I mean, so many things. You know. So the, there were these gender-critical feminists in the UK, I know, that got pretty active at a certain point. But mm-hmm. you're working, it's just the gender, the, the landscape on the gender battle, I guess. You have the transgenderists, and then you have the gender-critical um, position or kind of uh, coalition, but that's built up of all these other people. And where were you two in the political milieu where you just uh, they would come by and use your stuff to facilitate uh, their needs and then also how did the uh, trans rights activists deal with you guys and and, uh, what were some of the ways that you had to develop uh, tolerance or PR or it's a big question they (laughs) the trans activists tried to get we printed our school's guidance online as an online resource to begin with and then crowdfunded get it printed and they shut the crowdfunder down um when, when, it, when we first came published school's guidance which was um february 2018 um there were calls from all the trans activist groups ban it burn it shred it <laughs> if you know there were as stonewall wrote a statement on their website which is still on the website saying that it was um dangerous for children or something and um and in breach of the Equality Act. Um, um, so there's a lot of opposition. The crowdfunder, crowdfunder UK, I think we used for the crowdfunding, that was closed down for six days while they investigated to see if the school's guidance con- contained any hate, and they couldn't find any. They got their lawyers to look at everything, and then it said, no, you can you can go ahead with it. We couldn't find any. And were you guys, so we, were your websites shut down or any? Dark, no, uh, not why. Kicked off Twitter or anything? I was kicked off Twitter once. Yeah. yeah. Um, the website survived. It's interesting. You may remember the Gender Trender website. Uh, and the other she one. was a much more um, firebrand uh, kind of mm. person. And that w- WordPress kicked her off. Mm. And the Just, other, what was the other one? Um, um, was it The Wolf? No, it's. Um, I don't know. Oh, I can't remember what they were called. I mean, so my uh, situation was a different in as much as I had, as you know, because you interviewed her twice, my, a daughter. That's how it started, right? And so for a, a long period, I was doing this kind of, you know, investigative stuff. I mean, there was, 
well, I guess I'll say two things. It started to get a lot of attention, and I got a lot. Of, I talked to a lot of journalists. Um, a few, like Bernard Lane, who's so amazing. You know, he interviewed me, and he interviewed my daughter right away. He got a story into the Australian, actually. Um, and but there was a lot of media suppression. There were a lot of near misses, right? So. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, San, Fran San Francisco TV station became very interested in a story that the uh, Curtis Crane story, Curtis Crane, the gender surgeon who had a whole bunch of lawsuits. And we wrote uh, a three part series on that. And a, an outlet there got very interested. And there was even not with me, but there was a studio interview with a mom and it fell apart. Like this is what we saw over yeah, and over again. There'd yeah. be all this media attention yeah. and it'd be like ghosting mm. and sort of the I, the biggest example of this is uh, the Big Atlantic story that got Jesse Single into hot water. He interviewed me for three hours. We had a three-hour in-person interview. He, I was the interview was going to be in the article. The night before, the fact checkers was went wrote to me and said, "Okay, is this right? Is this right? Is this right? Okay, it's going to run tomorrow. Whatever, whatever." Boom! Somebody you know higher up axed it. And not only did they ax that interview, they axed any mention of Fourth Wave Down. And a couple of the moms who I had actually referred to him uh, had referred to Fourth Wave Now and said this was really mm -hmm. important to them and so mm -hmm. on and so forth. Even that was cut out, right? So there was this deliberate suppression. That would have been 2018, I believe. Mm -hmm. that. So there was a lot of frustration along the way that I was uncovering stuff. We, I want to say we, because I had helpers who, you know, have to stay anonymous. They still do. Um, it was frustrating, you know, because we knew we were doing important work. But, you know, I mean, we know what the media atmosphere has been. And it's better now. It's much better. But it's still, you know, it's still an issue. And then so the other thing that happened is when my daughter kind of came out, you know, she desisted. Um, and then she was motivated to form her own group, you know, which was short lived, but had a big impact. So that's kind of the path that it took yeah. for, on this side. The, the, the media thing, because I, you know, one of my reasons for setting up as an organization was to get into the media. And you because did. I, because I knew that they wouldn't be contacting me Janice. for comment. Janice, what's her name Janice, at the Times? Janice Turner. Yeah. Oh, she, yeah, she started writing stuff. Brilliant. She did a fantastic 
she had a great in with the media at the times well i i didn't yeah i didn't at the start no i didn't i just wrote i i sent a press release and and got myself known so i was quoted they did they did ask it did work they did ask me for comments so i was quoted in articles about kids transitioning as a voice of caution it did work but I was also on Newsnight. This is 2016. BBC's flagship current affairs programme, Newsnight, um, debating with Susie Green of Mermaids. And I like to think that that debate was what led to hashtag no debate because... (laughs) Because Susie Green was saying basically... Uh, um, what did she? What percentage did she give? O- only a, it was four percent or something of children that came to Mermaid desisted. And I was saying, well, the general figure is eighty percent. And um, so I was giving sort of the correct figures. And um, I, 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 you know, and Susie Green was doing the usual. You know, I thought it was really interesting that. Hey, if you hey parents, if you send your kids to mermaids, they won't desist. You know, so um, but, but yes, can you imagine that, that, at that that time? But then they stopped any time that I was asked to go on to any program. Well, not any time, but there, there were a few times that I was asked to go on to debate with somebody from the other side, and then it would be cancelled because they refused to appear with me because I'm a transphobic bigot. So that's that became but, a strategy in the UK. But the UK media, you know, it, there's this, a lot of the same problems there as here. But I do feel that here, you know, now things are kind of bursting open, you know. Uh, you, It wasn't as repressive as it was here. Right. The repression to talk about anything other than affirmation only has mm. been so severe. You know, it's people like you, Benjamin, who gave a voice to people who would never mm. otherwise have a voice. Mm. You know, I mean, mm. he's done these interviews all these years. And yeah. It's been so important. Yeah. You know, a, you, 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 were, you were one of the first sort of alternative media platforms for people to be able, able to use who, who wouldn't get a platform on mainstream media. I want to ask you a quick question. (laughs) Let's turn it round. Well, just what compelled you to do that? I mean, you've done your evergreen work, which was amazing, Mm. but what drew the interest to all of us? Well, once I started to look under, well, there was, I was attracted to the activist side because I saw that illiberal activist we're the victims and we have all the power and we're going to shut down speech at Wilfrid Laurier University mm-hmm. with the Lindsay Shepard mm-hmm. affair mm-hmm. in 2017. And yep. once I started to report on that, I was connected or uh, contacted by uh, transsexuals who said that I don't want to have anything to do with this free speech or not or controlling other people's speech mm-hmm. or any of this totalitarian mm-hmm. bullshit. Interesting. I just want to live my life because I have a problem. And then mm-hmm. somehow I started, there was one radical protester i believe at an event with uh that involved stella i think an early event uh, where they the the trans rights activists kind of barged into an event and some mild violence happened that was personal bristol violence and then this this trans person felt really regretful that they acted that way and wrote an article i think in the daily mail or something like that reached out and started to talk to them and started to ask the questions like, well, why would you transition? What does that mean? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I started listening to 
these stories and then you have all these just people with all these different vested interests and it's all very personal especially with the parents and the detransition yeah. once i find the detransitioners yeah then you have just this modern building showman uh this modern just uh, coming of age story that's completely inverted and i i think you were the only place that was giving a platform to the detrans you know at that time yeah well you just yeah. turn on the mic and just i think i was probably the only one that just like just let them speak without any editing just mm -hmm. who are you mm. what are you going through and for some reason, I stumbled upon the Peak Resilience Project and those four mm. girls. Well, had we already? No, we hadn't done an interview. Yeah. No, that wasn't for a while, but we were in contact. So, yeah. but the story just kind of started telling itself, especially as an interviewer. It was mm -hmm. just, mm. I really learned how to interview because then I had to do sexologists, scientists. Yeah, to yes. do all of those. You, know, <laughs> you have to like, well, how do I think this way? How do I think that way? Range. From, from scientific thinking to personal thinking yeah. mm. and really try to grow as, a, as an interviewer. But then you start making all these connections, which leads to more connections. Yeah. And then I find myself making an ethnography of gender. Uh huh. And so that's kind of why I want to have you two in a room because you guys were there before me, but we both saw this thing take on shape and now it's in a totally it's in a different space and i mean you got, your work is like a historical document it is now, it is it really documents yes because i think when you started that there weren't that many it, it it's like when i look at and i haven't taken anything down off the website but i started at one page of the website called um very ambitiously professional speaking out <laughs> <laughs> and I, it was really, you know, what I found to put on that page was really scraping the barrel. I think a lot of stuff could find hardly anything. And I think the, the first time I got really excited about a professional speaking out was Lisa Marciano. Uh -huh. It was very early on writing yep. things. So grateful. Anybody who wrote anything was, and then Margaret McCartney in the UK wrote a piece for the, um, Medical Journal, and that was when I read that back. It was a really sort of carefully written, measured piece. Didn't you know? But it, but it was at the time so exciting yeah. and groundbreaking because it was the first. So, but you look at that page now, and it really is a historical yeah, yeah, document. Yeah. From there was Alice Drager, Deborah So. There were people like yes, that. Yes, yes. Um, well, and so there's two things that you're you're kind of stimulating me around what else it was is that a lot of people did sort of their little debut thing on Fourth Wave Now. So I interviewed yes. Sasha Young, you know. Yeah. And you yeah. know, Bailey and Blanchard did a piece on Yeah. It. And then I, a bunch of detransitioners wrote stories for mm. it. So it kind of turned into a zine, you know. Mm. Um, but it, what you did was you analyzed, and that was your great skill. And I think that was really important that, the analysis of what was going on, mm. razor sharp. Mm. Well, and, and it, it, it brilliantly was, written. It was. Thank you so much. It was. It was an outlet too for my own upset before my daughter desisted. It was somewhere to put all that energy, you know, rather than worrying constantly about her or trying to engage with her about it before she desisted. It was like I could just throw myself into that. And what was your topic? What was you were looking at the medical industry? Is that kind of like looking at the medical industry? I started looking into the prior studies, you know, many of which said, hey, most of these kids desist and end up being mm -hmm. gay. Not all of them. Right. Mm -hmm. And then seeing how it changed, you know, and seeing how. You know, Johanna Olson Kennedy and Aaron Saft and all the people we know were 
pulling it in this direction that was so extreme. And this is when it started to really build mm. right around 2015. I mean, it got much worse to, you know, to, at that yeah, point. Um, but the parent part, I don't want to neglect the parent part. And, and one of the things that's been very touching to me here at Genspect is many, many, many people have come up to me and said, they, they say almost the exact same thing. They said, you know, you were the only thing I found. I was desperate and you were the only thing I found. And for many years, it's still true up until a couple of years ago, like a bunch of them say, yeah, 2015, 2016, mm -hmm. but some of them are saying 2021, that it's still hard to find something. And, you know, it, it's, I feel grateful that they told me that and, it's an important impact because they also, they didn't just say that. They also said, and it gave me the courage or the strength to That's fill in the blank, yeah. you know, form my own parent group or, you know, mm. go forward and do this or do that because, and they said, even if my kid didn't desist and a lot of them have not, a lot of them have medicalized just to feel like they weren't alone mm. and to just feel a courage. They, were, they weren't you know? wrong to feel the way that they That's right. Right. That's and you got the, that too. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, I, what people say to me is um, that they knew something was wrong. They felt really uncomfortable about it. And reading my stuff was like, uh -huh. they made them understand why it was wrong and, and articulated yes. it for them. So yes. they, then they knew how to put it when they were arguing it or yeah. they they understood it better. So, yeah, that's what I that's yeah. what people say. Was there kind of like a, a, a period of time where it really started to take off, where, where things started to really have a sea change? In which direction? Well, in, <laughs> I guess in the in the direction. Well, I guess we have to describe what the direction is yeah. now that yeah. you see here, like at this event at the Genspect conference in Killarney, with Sagam forming, with Geta forming, with all these nascent or like they're they're beyond nascent. They're now like kind of. It's amazing. Kind of it's absolutely amazing and a wonderful, wonderful thing. I mean, I don't even know all the names. Like if somebody asked no. me, I couldn't name all the organizations, including there's a bunch of parent organizations. And then there's all these other ones, medical, you know, therapist organizations. I mean, right. It's another thing, on, on, we, know we have a useful links page on the website, which had about four yeah. things on it. <laughs> Fourth wave now, Women's Place UK. Fair, Fair play, play for, for women. women. <laughs> And now like, that was about it. And now it's, I have to do it in different sections, you know, and uh, and um, there, there, there are groups of professionals, therapists, doctors, there's parent groups, there's groups that are concerned with schools and education, feminist groups, detransitioner groups. There's, you know, there's a group to suit anyone, everyone. There's groups for you know, there's autism. There's, you know, there's... There's everything out there now, and I've watched it and added to that page over the years, and it's been absolutely fantastic to, to see because we need everybody, and we need all of the, the, the you know there's a bit of there's a bit of disagreement amongst the the um, feminist groups. Oh, the really? UK. There is a bit <laughs> of, of yes, and and I just you don't I say. Just think, <laughs> I just love all of I well I just think all I, I am so great and I have, I've I've always remained in, so incredibly grateful to anybody else setting up an organization yeah. because I I was I did feel really alone I did feel I mean even though I knew there were people and um, various groups that supported me particularly lesbians in the early days um 
but but still the sort of responsibility I felt yeah. was massive and I couldn't deal with it all. There was far too much. Why were you so, even why did you though, feel so responsible? She well, was it. I I I was the only organisation that was speaking about it. So and there was too much. There was even though my area was only it was children, but it was children in the areas of health and education, both you know, so in the clinics, in the schools and, and the sort of legal position as well. So I really had to had to learn all my legal stuff. And I think um, something we share is that we're not it's not that we don't have disagreements with others, you know, but I think yeah, we are yeah. both people who don't resent, you know, other groups or, you know, it's like, great, the more yeah, the merrier, yeah. right? Which I think is part of the longevity of what we've both been doing. And, and the you know? dif- different personalities. Yeah. Some, you know, the more people stand up and speak, actually, I'm I'm not a natural, um, you know, sort of taking the stage sort of person, actually. I'm quite introverted. So that side of it, and I've yeah. done so much of you that. You have. But... But I, you know, I'd rather sit alone and write and think and, and and hide away. So that's been hard for me. So, you know, when I see people like Helen Joyce, who's sort of born to do it, yeah, go you, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is fantastic. But you've been great at it. Uh, people like Kelly J. Keene, you know, I think, yes. Yes, you know, but you're, you're people a People who want to do it. But and, you're not a firebrand. You are a, kind of a voice of reason. Yes. Yeah, and that's yes, important. I, yeah, you know? I know. But I think every voice is important. I every voice is important, I like yes. the I like the measured, reasonable voices, and I like the angry voices. <laughs> There's room for everyone. I, yeah. Yes. And see, yes. I couldn't really speak out because I was protecting, really protecting my daughter for a while. So, you know. Yeah. So you can. I have ambivalent feelings about doing anonymous. it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not somebody who wants to go out and do a big speaking circuit. You know, I'm OK with it. But um, I don't know. I'm kind of in between, I mm. think. I'm edgier than you. I'm edgier than you. You know, despite <laughs> saying I don't naturally. <laughs> You've been in front of the camera so much. Perhaps I do like it, really. I think you kind of do. <laughs> well, you know, I think I, I think I've got more comfortable. You're good at it. You're good at it. Yeah. What's been the anchor? Like, look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Whether it be an attitude or a methodology, through all the work, like just keep uh, keeping you grounded, keeping you steady, keeping you uh, developing in this. Or kind of what's the motive? What's the driving force? Yeah, or something? and also not just the driving force, but also if insofar as you have been overwhelmed or, or loss of hope, you know, feeling like this is never going to change. Like what what was it that in your character or or in your life that that kept you going? I mean, Defiance. I'm a, what have we said? Persistent, consistent, consistent and, and insistent. Insistent. I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a, you know, obsessive type, you know, and it, it's interesting because I don't know how it's felt for you, but 
for me, there's all this tragedy around it too. And, you know, so many families wrecked and all the things that have happened. But on another level, it's intellectually incredibly interesting. It's medicine. It's law. Mm. It's any aspect. It's mm. the government, you know. And it, for me, you know, I'll go down this rabbit hole and I'll be like, oh, my God. And I'll be discovering and talking about things that no one else has. Mm. You know, like having our informants you know, in the gender conferences and stuff like that. And the Facebook been, groups, too. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's just, it's been amazing because that's how we got it, you know. And I'll just say, and of course I can't reveal exactly what, but some of the stuff we uncovered has ended up in depositions in certain court cases and stuff like that, you know. That's really gratifying, mm -hmm. you know, that maybe move yeah. things along a little bit. You know, we haven't had the blockbuster case yet. What do we have, like... I think there's nine active suits mm -hmm. now. Yeah. Um, not the big public suit that's going to blow a hole in the whole thing, but, you know, that's encouraging to see too. So. I'm also, I'm also an all or nothing person. You know, if I, <laughs> if I get interested in something, it's 100%. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. And so, but we share but, that, but what, yeah, but what's, uh, yeah, an obsessive. Um, <laughs> and it is incredibly, it's, it, it it sort of touches every level right? of life, doesn't it? It's it, quite it's, interesting. Yeah, well, it is. It's, it's very... It, you, like, name anything so many, it doesn't touch. So many levels to it. Yeah. But when it gets overwhelming, I mean, it and it does, it's devastating. You know, the work with um, parents... Is, um, well, that's, and I have to take a step back. Yeah, see, I'm and, not sure I could have... You know... You know, I have to make myself take a step back to mm. be objective about it. Mm. And, and what I always, and I've said this before, I always think is, because I think I've got to stop doing this because it's too, it's mm. awful, it's awful, I can't, I can't bear it. Um, and then I think if I, you know, I know about this stuff, I'm, I'm, I, could, I couldn't ever have hidden from it, not known about it. And if I wasn't doing anything about it, I would feel worse. And then I pick myself up and and carry on and it's basically safeguarding children mm. that is my driving force always has been yeah and we've Before. society Before. generally has completely forgotten how to safeguard children and how to be the adult to the child and it's that i think that that's what mm. i think has gone so wrong um and we're seeing the the effects of it so it's um it's yeah Defense, I think what, defense of children, really. Yeah, I think for me, more recently, the the whole involvement of the federal government in this and all that stuff, that just that it's sort of I was kind of pulling back almost to the point of thinking that the, the baton's been passed. I don't need to do anything. And then this whole thing that happened with Rachel Levine and the federal, you know, mm, all of that, yeah. and the, all that guidance that came out last year, and I'm like, oh my god. I need to talk about this, mm. you know. I mean, it's it's almost unbelievable yeah. what's happened, you know. And there's been but no. We knew. I mean, we knew because we. There were various stages where I, you know, I I felt it turned in 2017, the end of two. I remember writing a piece, a, a, a review of the year. An awful lot happened in the UK in 2017. The media started talking. You've had more progress in the direction yeah. we're trying to go. Yeah, in. You've but we well turned a corner. I remember writing about it. I felt yeah. this was the the start of the end. You know. So, um, and then various things have happened since, where where it's been a big 
sort of watershed moment. Kirabel, the Kirabel case was a, was a big one. Yeah. In in that, um, and then the Cass review, you know, and and the Cass Cass's interim report, the closing of the Tavistock. We've had big big moments. So, it, I, but I knew at that time that mm. as we started winning. Uh, that the, the resistance would be so much stronger, and it has been. So there's so much. There's still so much to do because it's still like a game of whack a mole. You think yeah. you you think you've got somewhere. Yeah. So you know, brilliant. Hillary Cass is is fantastic. Huge report. Huge. Written guidelines for the new clinics, but all the old Tavistock ideologues are coming into those clinics. The rest of NHS England seems to be working to undermine Cass. So it's not over yet. There's yeah. still and I think lots it's still of work a question to do. mark here. I mean, I think, quote unquote, there's been progress. I mean, it's so much different than nine years ago. But I think there's still a lot of uncertainty. How's this all going to play out mm. in the U.S.? We're much a bigger country. We've got the yes. states do their own thing to a certain extent. You know, it's it's, it's been much easier in the U.K. Yes, this little island. And I think I told you I'd get frustrated. I'd go, I'm celebrating everything that's happening in your country, and I'm so envious, you know. You can have meetings like the whole – You everybody can go down to London. I know. You know, like, you can't do, do that people here. People right? even come from Scotland. Right? Even from Scotland. <laughs> oh, we go up there. It's not that, it's not that difficult. No. Being immersed in this such a complex, uh, multifaceted topic for so long – have you been tempted to kind of make an overarching, like, why is this happening? Uh, and Because you see people, like, try to throw out theories, like big money or dark forces, or, like, try to do some sort of, try to make sense of it in a big way. Um, are you tempted to do that? Have you found, like, something that, that's repeatedly been the case, like, this is, this is the manifestation of some sort of cultural decline or, or the will of a nefarious, uh, you know, it's all, to me, it's all of the above. I, I like a singular, a confluence of all these it's a rounds. confluence, right. Of many things. It's the, the T latching onto the successes of the LGB, right. It's identity politics. It's, you know, is there a singular cause? No, I don't think that there were so many factors together, but I wrote, um, so this was in 2017, the first book, Heather Brunskill Evans and Michelle Moore mm. edited um, Transgender Children and Young People. Mm -hmm. and, and I wrote a chapter for that where I put mm -hmm. down, and I, and I felt like there were various factors, not necessarily linked, but the, the, there was the adult rights social justice movement on the one hand, but I came to this through um, parenting culture. I was working with parents and with teachers. And um, so I, I was really, I'm an expert on the world of parenting advice. <laughs> and, and I see that as having created a really fertile soil for this idea that children are born with this fully developed self and they know who they are and... Our job is just to facilitate their self-expression, et cetera, et cetera. I think there was a fertile soil created by the parenting advice culture of the previous at least decade. Mm. Um, but but I'd also worked in, you know, the sort of stereotyping of kids' culture and marketing um, 
you know, the, the real extreme stereotypes, you, you know, in children's books, toys, clothes, shoes, everything, um, that development as well. So I think I saw it as a as a sort of um, conflation of, lo- well, coming together of lots of different factors that, that sort of, you know, sort of alchemy and came into this thing. But more and more I've seen it as part of a wider identity politics movement, mm-hmm. more of a political movement or being yeah. part of a political movement. But I didn't at the start. It, so last question, we need to you just got to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're at, we should wrap up. Um, I guess like final thoughts on where it's headed or where you want it to go or where your energies are going to, where your attention is. Like, you know, uh, Gret- Gretzky says, don't look at where the puck is. He, he always looks where the puck is going. Where do you think the puck is headed? So I think that, that, that it's headed into really, really darker areas than we've seen previously. We're going into, um, and, and my focus at the moment is on schools and schools guidance from the government and and schools resources because we it's already gone into the TQ plus, plus plus. Mm-hmm. We have no idea what that means and there seems to be no ceiling on that. Um, but we know queer means, means um, um, gender and sexual identities that maybe is considered outside the normal. So we don't know what that means, do we? And we've gone a long way into bringing that into schools. And, um, and so I think that's, the, you know, paedophilia, I think it's heading in, in really dark directions. But I think we're on it. You know, certainly in the UK, we're on it. Yes, and so here too. Yeah. This, this conference is the yes. embodiment yeah. of that. Yeah. And again, for me, I can't overemphasize to me what I think the importance is of, it's not just us in the little gender world. You know, this could have been just the people who've been doing this for years. Look at who was here, though. You know, Michael Schellenberger, right? Crossing into it. Wilfred Riley, the fact that it's it's becoming more heterodox mm. interest, mm. I feel positive about it. Is it going to necessarily go the way I would want it to go? I don't know, but certainly there's now a bright light being shined more. And I mean, the act you mentioned schools. I mean, in the U.S., there is a ton of parent organization mm. around what's going on in mm. the schools, and it is major, and they are not giving up. Mm. I think there's just a case that just was brought. There's at least two cases in the U.S. about uh, schools uh, transitioning the children against the parents' mm. knowledge, mm. and that's a pretty big deal. Mm. So I feel pretty positive in general, you know, cautiously optimistic. Let's put it that way. I think we're, I think we're winning, definitely, definitely, because once you start that process, it's not going to reverse. You know, it's not going to go back the other way. It can only move forward. Yeah. So that all the gains we've made, it can only continue in that direction. So I'm really positive that, that we, you know, we've turned a corner on it. Definitely the House of Cards is falling. But there is a fierceness on the other side, too. And that fierceness can't be underestimated, mm. you know. My fear is that... Um, Gay and lesbian kids mm. will go along with it. With it, that that um, it it will be back to women must act like women, men must act like men. It's not you. You, you know, it's a sort of con- the, the the sort of conservative view of sex and gender 
you know, we could we, we could lose things as well as gaining. Except, you know, the kids might decide this is all really well, uncool. That, that's and I've heard that some of them are saying it's uncool now. Well, like, oh, my God, the they, them. I mean, watched. it's still very much there. But if, if the youth start going, not cool, you know. It's, it, and it's one of the things, actually, where I've always felt let them speak because um, give, enough, give them enough rope and they'll help themselves <laughs> because whenever they do speak, it's... Uh, um, it's so great for our site. <laughs> it peaks so many more people. Yeah, you don't and have to editorialize or embellish. I, you know, sometimes I feel slightly ambivalent about um, schools because I know that kids now are, are saying, are so fed up of hearing about gender. Yeah. Um, and kids are realizing that this isn't the cool sort of youth subculture that they'd been led to believe. It was. It's being imposed on them in a very authoritarian way by their own teachers. So they're rebelling against it, and that will naturally happen. It happens with any youth movement. That it. Uh, um, so, I almost think let it get to a real extreme in schools, and the kids will sort <laughs> it out. <laughs> but on the other hand, you don't want to see the collateral damage with the vulnerable kids, which we're seeing. Kids which is what we're seeing. Yeah. So. Thank you so much for your work and for your time. You guys are awesome. And thank you. Thank you, really, so, so much. I can't believe how awesome this works. Was this okay?